0: Welcome to Small Bites, the weekly equity podcast for busy people, where you'll get strategies in five minutes at 5 a.m. to help you become a more culturally literate, responsive, and culturally responsible educator. Join me throughout the week at Hedrick or at Hedrick Nichols on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. See you Mondays at 5 a.m. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Small Bites. Thanks for coming back each week, for listening, for learning, and for taking what you learn here back to your classrooms and campuses. Now, if you got my tiniest of Small Bites last week, you'll have realized that I was on vacation. My son turned 18, and I took some time off to be a mom and to celebrate with him in what was once called Hispaniola, Little Spain. As I lay on the beaches and looked into the clear blue sky of what's now known as the Dominican Republic, it caused me to reflect not only on being a mom and the wonderful young man that I get to send off into the world to make his fortune, it made me think of another man who was sent off into the world to make his fortune by the Spaniards, Christopher Columbus. If you follow me on Twitter, you might have seen the post asking, what you learned about Christopher Columbus and what you've learned since your school days. Now, most of us remember the rhyme, in 1492, Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue. And we talk about America having been discovered in 1492. Well, If you are a reader, a researcher, a digger, an Internet nerd, you have probably noticed that there are some gaps in what we learned in school when it comes to what really happened. One of my favorite articles on this theme is a Nat Geo article that is George Estevez's story as he told it to Nina Strolkich. His words, read thusly. The people we now call Taino discovered Christopher Columbus and the Spaniards. He did not discover us as we were home. And they were lost at sea when they landed on our shores. That's how we look at it. But we go down in history as being discovered. Now, if you've heard earlier Small Bites, you've heard me mention multi-perspectivity. When I eat a steak, I am going to the store and getting meat. That's probably not how the cow sees it. But that's a very simple way for you to understand multi-perspectivity. A farmer has one view of what it takes to make a steak. A restaurant has another perspective about what it takes to make a steak. Here at home, I have another perspective about what it takes to make a steak. So when we talk about the new world and the old world, well... Civilization didn't start in Europe, so they were actually already the new world. But we consider them old world because most of American education is based on classical education, which centers Europe. Now, when you look at the story of Christopher Columbus discovering a people, let's unpack that and think about what it means to discover something. If I walk into Ikea, I am not discovering furniture. The furniture is already there. And so, as Mr. Estevez says, nothing was discovered here. There were people who were living. They had their homes. They had their social orders. They had their religions. They had their systems. Which leads me to another thing, and that is Christianity. Generally, the feeling was at that time, if they were not Christians, then it was the Christian's duty to take them over and offer them civility. Now, You look at civility, it probably meant many different things, and I have several articles, so you'll get to read that. My favorite is the Smithsonian MAG article that you'll find in the show notes, and it's got a lovely little tongue-in-cheek feel, but it talks about how civility usually just meant clothes. So, if people were running around with only a bit of cloth over their genitals, or heaven forbid, nothing at all, then they were obviously barbarians, or savages, and needed to be saved from eternal damnation. Again, we have history as viewed from certain perspectives. So my challenge for educators this week is to think of everything you read like it's one part of the story. I know that right now in Florida, they are banning certain textbooks because other parts of the stories are being told. But if we really think about what we want for our students, we want them to be critical thinkers and problem solvers. They can't do that if they can't see different parts of the story. So ask your students three questions. Whose stories are centered? For example, in Christopher Columbus, the old world, the new world, the old world discovering the new world is Eurocentric. The stories of Europeans are centered, and the stories of others are yet untold. There are no accurate accounts of how many people were a part of the Taino peoples. And luckily, I do have posted in the show notes Yale has a genocide project, and they dig through records and, and historical documents to find at least as accurate an account of how many people were living and breathing and working and loving before the European encounters, before the, as one article calls it, European invasion. Now, ask yourself whose stories are centered, ask your students whose stories are missing, and ask your students who is telling this story. I hope you will ask your students those kinds of questions in every content and every time you get a chance so that we can ensure that our students have the most honest account of learning that we can give them. This has been Hedrick Nichols for Small Bites. Like, subscribe, follow, leave a great review, And check the show notes and Hedrick.com for more resources. Did you know that Small Bites is hiring? If you are interested in helping to spread the message and share the knowledge and wisdom that Small Bites delivers each week, please send me an email to 5smallbites at gmail.com and I will send you all the information. Thanks. See you next week on Small Bites.